Did you know that Infendo Radio is supported by viewers like you? You can go to patreon.com slash Infendo Radio and throw us a few bones. If Mario and Luigi were to do a podcast, it might sound something like this. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio. It is time again for another wonderful show. But this week, we've got some E3 to talk. But even more importantly, this week, we have a special guest with us. His name is Detective Pikachu. Welcome back, Lucas. Thanks for coming back to the show. We missed you. I've missed uh-huh. you, too. It's been a long, long month, but I'm here. I'm in a Pikachu hat. Get used to it. <laughs> and we wouldn't have it any other way, let me tell you. Um, I almost don't want to intro these other fools because I love you so much, but, eh, you know, let's give them their due. Justin, how are okay. you doing tonight? You're looking awfully non-red. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, you're you got a nice nice uh my camera tonight your green screen is not kind behind of. you but it's going to be quite all right yeah. i'd like this anyway that's yeah that's one of the downsides to me not using my computer is i can't do virtual backgrounds on it so <laughs> sure well that's okay we're gonna get your computer all sorted out and we're all gonna be virtual soon but steve um what the heck is going on with you how are you doing this week i can't believe you swore Eugene, you got the first Pika of the week. You are fired. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's how it goes on Infendo Radio every once in a while. Um, But you know what? It's going to be okay because this, like I said, this one is a special one. This is E3 week. So we have a ton of stuff to talk about. So um, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to take a little break. But before we do, we want to talk about our producers who have sponsored our show for tonight. So thank you, Andrew Searson, the Bryanosaurus, Phantom, and Sky Pharaoh for being producers for tonight's show. Um, We'll be right back with a E3 Spectacular. We're poor. We need help running this amazing podcast we have here. Give us a hand over at uh, patreon.com slash radio. And we're back. It's E3 time. It's E3 all the time. So, boy, oh boy, I don't even know where to start. Like, do we start Ooh. with Banjo? Ooh. Do we start with Breath of the Wild sequel? Like, what the heck? What, this was a hell well, of an E3 for me, personally. I'll tell you that. Let's let's segue off that music. Um, the music that's playing right now is from Crypt of the Necrodancer. Oh, God. We are getting really? Cadence gonna, of Hyrule. We're going to talk yeah, about we're gonna that start- first. <laughs> all the big Do stuff. You- do you want oh, me to go on the rant? Lucas, we no, gotta build start this with, up. Start with this Cadence, is the get it out of the, the way. The one that, yeah, the one that only you care about. Go right, ahead. Well, let's, be fair. let's be fair, we yeah. didn't get any news about Shovel Knight, so this is the only indie he has to lean on. You're not wrong. <laughs> well, Steven, yeah. take anyway, us away. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? I'm excited. I bought it. I'll probably put like 10 hours into it, never play it again, and download the soundtrack. But it comes out hopefully tonight at midnight, if not tomorrow at ten. So, Cadence of Hyrule. Nice. I th- um, thought it was could I shadow drop. I was off wrong. Of that? Yes. Could I segue off of Please. that and ask, has anybody made any purchases since E three? Because a lot of games have been on sale. I know that we've all been buying NBA 2K19 for $3, even though we don't have the space for it. Oh, I need to buy a, that still. Because it's on. a $60 game, and right now it's $3 on the eShop, so why not? It, it just makes, yeah, it doesn't make like, sense I don't even, not to I don't even have it, the memory for it right now, and I just bought it, because now I own it, and I can download it when I'm good and ready, so. Yeah. 
I mean, I yeah. guess I will if everybody else so is. To answer your... Might as well. It's three bucks. Yes. Yeah. Everybody right? else is doing it. T- to answer your question directly, Lucas, yes, I have been buying purchase buying some games. I actually spent about a hundred bucks yesterday on the eShop, and I'm not even sad about it. Um, but yeah, like all the game between all the game sales and then the new games that dropped suddenly yesterday, I ended up buying the Mana Collection, which is really cool. I've been let, um, I, I've been eyeballing know, that one, thinking about buying the Japanese version. Let me know how version. you feel about that because the first one, the Final Fantasy Adventures game, looks really good to me. Dude, if you're honestly like, if you are at all interested, I would just say go for it because it's three games and they're three great games. Honestly, even the Final Fantasy Adventure, that's what I'm starting with. I put, I thought that I was gonna play like that game for like ten minutes and move on to Sword of Mana. I played it for like two hours. You know, like it's it's still good quality game. If you like Zelda at all, like like that kind of gameplay, like the the combat, then you you know you're gonna like that. You're gonna like any of the sort of mana games they're great um so i'm i'm definitely going to buy cuphead now that it's on sale because um that was what i was Mm -hmm. really waiting for because that's probably going to be a game yeah that's probably going to be a game that i'll put 10 minutes into and never play again because it'll you know what i don't care we've done it enough the past couple weeks it'll piss me the that's what i'm saying all right great (laughs) peek at me if you want glad to hear the show has stayed in stellar condition since i left um I picked up The Last Remnant because it was super cheap, and it's a Squeenix game, and Squeenix has a good pedigree, and honestly, I think I prefer Squeenix RPGs that aren't traditional Final Fantasy games, so I've put like an hour into that so far. Could be good. We'll find out. I would gladly buy Final Fantasy IX now that it's on sale, except as far as I know, they have not patched the music bug yet, so I would rather pay full price for a fixed game than, you know, a discount for a broken game, so get on that square. Yeah, good and luck yes, with that. Steven. They haven't even patched the old versions. Yes, Steven, that was the last remnant, Steve. So, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I was just... I get. I guess if we're gonna... I, I do want to talk about, I guess, the games that I bought because, like, I'm kind of Keep excited going. about them. So I, I bought a bunch of games on sale, like Lucas said. I bought the um, that freaking NBA game like the whole world did. I bought um, the Mana Collection, which I'm absolutely in love with. I actually ended up buying um, the Cuphead. I wasn't going to buy it again, but it was oh, on you sale. Didn't on and Switch. I. Yeah, because I, I had it on the Xbox, so I ended up purchasing that. And it's been that, on sale so like, on the man, Xbox like, all week, oh. too, which is funny. <laughs> right. So, yeah, like, no, I picked up a bunch of games, and then I'm super excited about the um the pre-purchases that i pre-purchased but we'll talk about those later. yeah there's a time and a place and i'm excited too so um can we talk <laughs> about my favorite bit of e3 news which was banjo yes um, okay yeah let's go right yeah, into that, please. guys i cried a little like i was so excited um i came a little so i'm i knew you would um, oh god so i'm watching the trailer and i see the jiggy and i'm like that's not a jiggy i'm imagining things and then i saw banjo and as soon as duck hunt came up i was like go away so i can see banjo like man guys like like okay so i went into e3 I Not, love that they did the same thing that they did with the King yeah. K. Rule reveal, though. That was a nice touch. <laughs> I went I went into th- yeah. E3 not really expecting anything, because I don't really want anything, because pretty much everything I want has been announced. 
So I, I feel like I left satisfied overall. Nothing else really wowed mm-hmm. me. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 was like, huh, okay, you know, here goes another chance. But, like, um, other than that, it was really just Banjo for me, guys. Like, I I was, I'm happy. He's back. He's on a Nintendo system. I read the interview where they talked sure. about how they got Grant Kirkhope to do the remix for that. And, like, oh, I'm just, I'm all the way okay with it. It's so good. There's also a bird coming, too, I believe. I don't. Okay, get, you 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 keep talking about banjo. I, I, Banjo's coming, and he's going banjo. To like, I I, I yeah. got there. I got there right as <laughs> one of the listeners will get it anyway. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I think <laughs> we've all been hoping for this. To decide. I think we've all been hoping for this ever since like they let us vote on DLC characters, and and Sakurai even said you know a lot of the fighters pass characters are going to be based on what people voted on that they couldn't put into Wii U and 3DS. So Okay, but here's the thing. Up until now, I thought that that leak was accurate with Steve and Doom Marine and everything, and I thought that all the DLC was corporate, and that really bummed me out. Um, because not so much because those characters would have been like offensive to me or anything, but because the fact that we were getting a Persona character with a Persona tie-in and then a Dragon Quest character for the Dragon Quest release, I thought that the DLC was just going to be like a corporate way for Nintendo to plug some new games that are coming out. I'm yeah. really, really happy right. that we got like a fan I, favorite character too. I would be even happier yeah. if this is a corporate thing and this is Nintendo's man. way. Yeah. Of uh, promoting an upcoming game, I or really least... hope that I, I'm not even going to ask Banjo three. I just really hope that we're getting like a Banjo one and two. So yeah, I would. So I what do you what do you Banjo... want though? Do you want do you want a remaster like they did with Crash and Spyro, you know, or do you want? I just want the, the what they put game. on XBLA. You know, that, it, looked, that looked fine. Yeah. It needs a remaster, but I'm not going to ask for it. I'd be happy just playing the original game again. Um, hopefully without all the lag that Banjo-Tooie has, because that game doesn't perform well, but, you know. Um, yeah. I have Banjo-Kazooie on XBLA. It's amazing. Like, it uses the N64 graphics, but, I mean, it's upscaled to 1080p. All the, um, textures have been, you know, remastered. So, and it uses the original soundtrack with the original MIDI. So... And it looks and sounds phenomenal. Like, it's one of those games where I like to say it looks as good as you remember and better than it actually did. And if they just want to drop that on the eShop, I'd be happy. I've already almost beaten it. In fact, I'm going to go back and probably try to beat it tonight. I would. I was going to say, I would yeah. take just the right. Xbox Live yeah. port. If like, they, if they want to drop Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie, yeah, I will skip over. I mean, I've got Banjo-Tooie on Rare Replay, but I don't care. I will buy it again for the Switch just to have it portable. Because that was mainly how I played ukulele was, you know, in handheld mode, so... All right. So, see, what yeah, other? I, I never, I never played banjo. So, the, if they bring it to Switch, that will actually be my first playthrough of banjo. Give it a try. I don't think it's aged as well as people tend to think it has. Like, mm. I've gone back and played it recently, and it's it's an old game, and it it shows its flaws. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. nostalgia blind for it like I might be for like Ocarina of Time, but um, it's still a really good game, and I recommend you give it a try. Okay. Um, but we should probably talk about other games that. We're announced at E3. Well, okay. Before we move out of Smash, let's oh, talk about dude, the Dragon yeah. Quest. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. That that DLC, DLC character. character that got totally oh, yeah. overshadowed by Banjo Kazooie. 
another another DLC so, character uh, that I don't really care about, but you know, I'm glad somebody's getting. A, am here. I crazy or wh- where? When did they announce this? Because I I didn't see it as part of the main E3 stream. Like, did it was I just like the miss first it or thing. something it was like the, that? Was it like yeah, it yeah. was the opening they, trailer? They they opened with a DLC character and then they closed with I'm a DLC a, character. My stream must have skipped over that somehow, but I I did end up seeing the tr- the actual trailer after the fact. But it, like I you know throughout the day I was like cool we got banjo and then everybody's talking about like this other Smash DLC character. I was like is this like just a rumor or something? And then I watched the video. I was like how did I miss this? But yeah no I for one I am excited about um, the Dragon Quest character because you know maybe not the most popular series especially here out in the west Good series, but though. in japan and the representation yeah from in, in all japan the that's movies? that's like yeah well, yeah, this yeah. Is one of those I, things, I was going to say too like this is one of those things where it does nothing for me but i know it's big for for other people so i'm glad they've got it like i'll, I'll know, be enjoying it honestly right exactly like like i yeah, know how too. big dragon quest is around the world and to a lot of people and I think it's a huge like and let's face it the first game was a classic Nintendo game so um not to not to continually cut Eugene off here a couple of things first <laughs> off um the the leak had announced that it was going to be the Dragon Quest 3 hero so I was really bummed when it was like the hero from 9 or 11 or whatever and then they did the Koopaling reveal basically where it's like oh they're yeah. all you know everybody's here but um we're at the point now with Smash where it feels like as magical to me as it felt when those first couple games came out and it was like this this feeling mm-hmm. of like anyone can be in this game this is this is literally like a a crossover fighting game that anyone can be in now there's no limits anymore guys we got Ridley yeah. we got uh we got Dragon Quest we got Ryu from Street Fighter we got Banjo coming we Bayonetta. could we could freaking get Gino at this point, and it wouldn't even be that much of a shock. Like, anything is possible yeah. again, and that's really cool. Now you For got sure. me all excited. For sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just, it feels good, right? <laughs> it's, like, it's like being a little kid and booting up Smash Bros. for the first time and being like, Donkey Kong's fighting Link? This is, you know, like, that's well, and what And what's great like. about it is... Like, it really, I think more than any other DLC Nintendo has done, this is really kind of regenerating interest in the game. Because, like, every few months, yep. everybody's like, look at this mm-hmm. new character. I have yeah. to play as them. Yeah. I was I was committed yeah. that and Joker was going to be my only main. And now I want to main <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, it, no, it's great. Like, I'm super excited about this Smash DLC. And it's honestly, especially this Dragon Quest one, because I don't know if you guys noticed, um, but like, you, it looks like there's going to be some weird, interesting mechanics, like RPG stuff. Like, I, you know how, like, it, there was like a weird thing where you select the the attack like on the bottom kind of like how shulk has his thing or whatever so what really is exciting me is that um sakurai and you know whoever the the team behind smash are unafraid to break convention and add different like mechanics to to just like one character at a time you know like that is really cool you know yeah no dude i'm I mean, what else do I need to say? It's like my favorite game on the system. It's consistently my favorite game on every system. It's basically the game by which I judge a console, and it's shaping up <laughs> sure. to be a dang good one. So. I just, <clears throat> I just wish I had friends, <clears throat> because I miss you know sitting around and and playing Smash for hours on it. They're right here. It really sounds like you're crying as you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm I know. Sure. I know so you're. That was, I know you're that was choking. Yeah, I know he's choking, but it's like. I really wish 
I, I had friends. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, all right. My biggest complaint about Smash, and I don't know if they fixed this, probably not, is how limited the options are in online. Like, I liked the way the Wii U game, and I've said this on the show before, I liked the way the Wii U game let you, like, every turn the next player gets to choose the rules, the stage and all that, and you get to mix it up, you get to change the items and all that, and, and I just miss that in in the Switch version. But, you know, it's something you can do when you're sitting on a couch with somebody else, so I just kind of miss that experience. Well, it's never mm-hmm. too late for sure. them to patch it. All right, well, we've yeah. talked... Yeah, we, we've talked Smash enough. Let's move straight out of Smash. There's lots of other games to talk about. So, yeah, what else stood out t- for you guys? Like, what do you guys want to hit on next? We haven't even so, touched on Animal Crossing. <laughs> Here comes kind Steve. Of, I was going to say, kind of transitioning off of the Smash DLC, Dragon Quest, what is it, 11? That yeah, they're putting dude. Out on the Switch? It looks good. That, I'm not a Dragon Quest person at all. That is a day one purchase for me. I think of anything I saw during E3, Dragon Quest XI was probably the thing that I'm the most excited for right now. Yeah, it looks um, good, man. It's close. The ability to, like, it seems like it's mostly in 3D, except for there seems to be points where you travel back to old worlds from the other games that seem to be in their original graphics style, like Super Nintendo style now, graphics. Originally- it looks so cool. Yeah. Originally, weren't you supposed to have the choice of whether you played in sprite-based or, or you know, 3D-based at some point in the game, and then it was permanently that way? Because I thought that was the whole gimmick behind that, it. Originally, yes, but I'm not sure when, how, or if that changed, to be completely honest. I, I, I don't remember the story yeah. behind that. that yeah, and actually game. the 3DS version, if that's ever going to come out, was supposed to display like the 3D polygon graphics on the top screen and then the sprite-based graphics on the bottom screen simultaneously. Okay. So I had this exact idea like 10 years ago for a Pokemon game where um, on the Wii U the TV would display a 3D overworld like Pokemon mm-hmm. uh, Sun and, or Sword and Shield, and the touchscreen on the Wii U would display an 8-bit like... Pokemon. Yeah. I, I had that idea like 10 yeah. years ago. I posted it on Miiverse in a really crappy drawing. Nintendo, I'll be expecting my check <laughs> in the mail, but... What's amazing <laughs> well, actually, is that Square you Enix, had this you, idea for the yeah. Wii U three years before the Wii U came out. I know. I'm really great <laughs> at predicting. It's a talent. <laughs> we should have had you on the bigger. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, all, the bigger. Yeah, anyway. I'm excited to play this game too, Steve, because um, I, if I remember correctly, this is going to be like the definitive edition or whatever, yeah. right? So it's going to have like all the extras and DLC or whatever. So yep. that's going to be exciting. Yeah, I think it's called like Dragon Quest XI-S or something like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right, I I really do like the Dragon Quest games a lot. Nine was one of my favorites, actually. If you guys ever get the chance to play that on the original DS, I highly recommend it. That, funnily enough, is the precursor to Street Pass because it had like these mm-hmm. um, on the original 3DS. Like if you left if your 3DS open and or like you know closed in clamshell mode but on and walk past people, you would like swap maps. That was so innovative yeah. back then, and then yeah. they you know turned that into a whole thing on 3DS. Mm-hmm. So okay, well, what else? Dragon Quest is cool. Um, Did you um, want to talk Animal Crossing at all? That I, I really, I really want to cool. talk Animal Crossing. Um, okay, so when I started watching the trailer for Animal Crossing, I saw the island and I saw them putting stuff outside, and I said, "Crap! 
it's another spin-off game. Shoot, I hate this so much. Why do you do this to me, Nintendo? And then like halfway through, they started getting houses, and I was like, oh, it's just a longer game. Cool. Dude, it looks good, man. I, I like the, the way it looks. Oh, like I like that yeah. they're they're like it still looks like Animal Crossing, but they kind of gave a nice shine to it. Looks a lot like Link's Awakening, where everything's just kind of made out of toys, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I think that works well mm-hmm. for Nintendo properties. Yeah, mm. I am this, all about this. That. Will be my this will be my first Animal Crossing, so I'm excited. New Leaf was my first Animal up. Crossing, hey, this, and this, I got hooked on it. So, guys, this might very well be my first Animal Crossing on a home console where I'm living with another person to play with. Like, that... Oh, that'll be I'm so really cool. I'm really hopeful for that. Like, that will be fun. So, like, you know. Yeah. I Steve, you... There is crafting in Animal Crossing, so you can get your crafting. <laughs> I know, I saw that. It's like, yeah, it's like okay, I'm... I'm cool. I, it, it feels very much... And this is going to sound weird. It feels very much like Minecraft to it's me. It's like a life sim in a place version where of you Minecraft. Don't, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and mm-hmm. I am excited to give it a shot. Like, also, I don't know. I, I see I myself to, getting crazy addicted. I, I have to apologize now <laughs> and for the remainder of the show to you and the listeners. Apparently, I'm really hyped to be back because I just keep cutting people off. So, just I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm working on it, but it's going to keep happening. So. I, this this E3 was so exciting. I think we're all just kind of we got to get cool, our opinion man. out there. Um, um, yeah, like Animal Crossing's got got me excited. Like I. I was excited when they first announced. It. I'm like, oh yeah, I love New Leaf, and and it'll be great to have like that hybrid version of it. And I'm like, do I really need it? I've stopped playing New Leaf. Is it really all then? And now of that, I've seen it, and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm definitely yeah. gonna be hooked on Animal Crossing again because I'm of so this. Ready. So, mm-hmm. plus mm-hmm. there's gonna be mm-hmm. multiplayer online. You know, we'll be probably gonna be able to visit each other. Right. So, not to completely derail us, but in the interest of completely derailing us, my roommate is incredibly, incredibly <laughs> hype for Luigi's Mansion. Um, I'm I'm moderately hype because mm. Gooigi. Okay, so the Gooigi thing is weird, and I'm not a huge fan. But um, <laughs> I don't. Okay, so I don't like really gimmicky mechanics in games, and I think that feels it doesn't feel natural. It feels gimmicky in this it kind in of the does same way in the same yeah. way that the giant Pokemon and Pokemon Sword and Shield feels really gimmicky and unnecessary. But um, Luigi's Mansion it, it's a it's a tour de force. Like I don't know if you guys have watched the the Treehouse. Um, but watching I didn't the see gameplay, any of it yeah. Oh, dude, watching the gameplay—it's beautiful, man. Um, it looks to be mm-hmm. more of a hybrid of one and two, which is cool because my roommate she loves Luigi's Mansion two, and isn't that hot on one? I love Luigi's Mansion one, and I really didn't get much of a kick out of two. So, like, it, it, it's got that two vibe to it where you're going to be going, like, floor to floor on the elevator and each level is going to be kind of different and unique. But it feels a little more cohesive and less, like, mission structured than one. The yeah. ghosts look a little bit creepier like they used to look. There's actually, like, boss ghosts that kind of look like people again, which I like because the portrait ghosts were a big draw for me in the original game. So I think there might be enough in two to, or in three to keep me going, whereas two felt a little too arcadey for me personally. I'm excited. Sure. I'm excited for Guiji mainly because this is a game that I'll be able to play with my wife. Yeah. Um, Yoshi, whatever the hell it was that came out on Switch, was garbage. There is a mechanic where you can jump on top of the other Yoshi, <laughs> and you spend so much time like getting in each other's way that That's I won't every, even play that with my wife um, anymore. Nintendo. No, it's, it's not <laughs> though. It's it's not because Kirby was not that way. 
My wife and yeah, I completed true. that game with no issues whatsoever. Yoshi, for whatever reason... Well, Kirby's meant for, like, I think... I've I've always thought, thought those games are meant to be, like, a little bit easier, but, like, the new Super Mario Brothers well, game... Well, yeah, but yeah. Yoshi... Yoshi is supposed to be easy. Yeah. Yoshi yeah. and Kirby yeah. are the, they're the beginner-level well, games, so... The new the new Yoshi games are designed to be easier. Yeah. But the fact... But the fact that the way Luigi's Mansion 3 looks to be structured, it seems like it's going to be a lot more difficult to get in each other's way. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing so. um, I like about the Gooigi is, like, I know they introduced Gooigi in um, the 3DS remake of Luigi's Mansion mm-hmm. 2 character. And it was basically just a green Luigi. I like that Gooigi in this game has special powers. Like, well, like they're utilizing the whole, you know, ectoplasmic Luigi thing to, you know, do things that Luigi can't do. Fun fact, when I was watching the Treehouse um, live, they mentioned that they actually designed Gooigi for this game, and then they included him in the 3DS port of the first game as oh. a multiplayer option. So he was actually originally intended, according to them, to be in this game. Also, fun fact, I found Nintendo's corporate structure for this year and this batch of games. Because in, like, three different Treehouse Directs, they mentioned how they really wanted to have it so that you could just take a second Joy-Con and give it to another player and start playing Pokemon together or Luigi's Mansion together. And I'm realizing that someone at Nintendo Corporate said, that's what we're going to make all our games based around. So that's, like, the gimmick for this generation of games. It's that you can just take another Joy-Con, like in Let's Go, hand it to your kid or your wife or whatever, and start playing with another person instantaneously. Expect to see that mechanic in a lot of games, because that's clearly what they were going for. They plugged it so much. So, that's a thing. Sure. Well, you know. Yeah, no, I didn't even think about that. And what's great is that, unlike a lot of Nintendo's other gimmicks, that one's completely unnecessary. So, See, it's completely unnecessary. It doesn't change anything, and it also has nothing to do with Well, that's what I mean. You don't have to play it that way. Yeah. Unlike, you know, waggle controls or gamepad and, you know, touch controls and sideways DS and all those. Like, all those things are built into the games, whereas this is something like... Hey, here's this great game that you can play like any normal game. And if you want to, you can detach a Joy-Con and somebody else can play with you. you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was Definitely. another big game. Okay. Wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Well, Luigi's Mansion, Animal well, Crossing. Well, we didn't talk at all about, about Link's Awakening. That one um, looked really freaking cool. Oh, it's yeah. gorgeous. And I'm, I'm get- going to... Fo- I'm gonna focus in on the dungeon creator mode. Yeah, we. That, okay, there that you go, folks. You got rad. your Zelda maker. Okay, but I'm really yep. scared because my yeah. favorite mechanic from the old game I think is missing, because the dungeon maker is replacing the photography house in that game. Yeah, and that has yep. me worried because I love the that, photographs. That, and see that that they probably the, couldn't I, get the I don't switch remember. working with the Game Boy printer. But see, they still have. <laughs> well, I don't know if I don't know if you saw or not, but they still have the color dungeon that's mm-hmm. returning in this they game. They do. Yeah, yeah yep. they played it. Yeah, they played it during uh, the treehouse. So the color dungeon is back. I hope the photography house is somewhere else because finding those little like missing missions that was like my favorite yeah. part of the game. You know, maybe so maybe back. the feature is still there, but not like <clears throat> since you don't have maybe. the option right. of printing it. There's no point in having the house there, but somebody will just so. walk up and take a picture. Yeah, I do love those. Was the was the Game Boy printer 
Okay, I I don't know my history on Link's Awakening. I guess was that added for the DX yes. version, or yes. was it in the that original? was added for DX? Okay, I was I was unsure on that one. So like the photography, none of that stuff. Was no, that I was that was actually that was a blank space on the map in the original Link's Awakening, and right. the color version too, obviously because yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I okay yeah but no you're right Lucas like that was a really cool aspect like it, it just added a little something right like you, I liked it it added a little bit of um, character to a game where yeah where it didn't really have much otherwise you know I mean it had a lot of personality but like just that uh, God I I remember um, when you go I I think it's like when you go with uh what's that the date Malin, the date Malin or whatever and you, yeah Marin yeah, yeah uh huh I I still remember that yeah, to this me day too. Like, my favorite man, my like, favorite was one powerful. was the was the bow wow. Where, oh, let's yeah. get a picture of you yeah. with this bow wow. Get a little closer. Get a little closer. Get a little closer. And then yeah. take a picture, and it's chasing. Like, he's like, ah! Yeah. No. No, <laughs> I liked the little ghost myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and I liked getting I liked getting oh, the yeah. photograph oh, yeah. after I stole from the shopkeeper, because I always stole from the shopkeeper. It's, it's, it's what you do <laughs> when you're playing Link's Awakening. Um, no, I'm, and that's I'm in there. That I've seen a screenshot yeah. of it. I'm really hype. Um, Link's Awakening has never been my favorite 2D Zelda game. But it runs on what is essentially my favorite 2D Zelda engine, which is the whole Oracles one. It's got a lot of the same music, obviously, so I'm I'm pumped. It's going to be really good, and it's going to make me fantasize about playing Oracles in glorious think, HD too. So I, th- I think one of my favorite things about Link's Awakening and why this works so well is it's very standalone. Like it doesn't rely on anything that has mm-hmm. happened in any mm-hmm. Zelda game before or since. Um, and so it can, re- it really is this kind of st- that on its own digestible chunk of Zelda that, yeah. you know, you don't have to know any characters or lore or timeline or anything like that to get it. You just start it, play it from front to back and, and that's it. You never have to play another Zelda game, you know, after that, if you don't want to, or, yeah. you know, you could have played all of them or never played it. You know, it's just such a nice self-contained game yeah well and this 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 hits a really special spot for me because Link's Awakening is the first Zelda game I ever beat so yeah. I'm very excited to go back oh, and yeah, play right. it this many I years later and the other thing we get an amiibo we get another Link nice. amiibo yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I see kind it. of whatever amiibo are not dead no, um, no dude the functionality is really cool is, yeah it adds Dark Link I to the Dungeon it. Maker thing I, I want it so. because of the functionality. So. I don't want the amiibo, but I need it because you get Dark Link in your dungeons. Yeah. Like, oh. The other the <laughs> other thing, too, is they have confirmed that all the Breath of the Wild, or not all the Breath of the Wild amiibo, all the Zelda amiibo will work in some way with this game. Yep. Mm. They did also yeah. confirm that. I think, oh, cool. I, I didn't hear that. They, they kind of hinted during the Treehouse section that it was going to cause different things to happen in the dungeon, kind of like the Shadow Link thing. Because they were saying you can turn certain mm-hmm. panels in the dungeon into plus panels. And without actually saying it directly, they kind of inferred that the Link one was one of those amiibos that did that. So I get the sense that you're going to be able to kind of customize your dungeons that way, which could be cool. I love that. I love that. I I, I think that they announced, too, that the dungeons that you create will be shareable, I which so. is, like, Zelda Maker. Nice. Ama- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, yeah. That's just amazing. That's I don't know. My head even Honestly, said like he pr- he wanted to play around with like a Zelda Maker kind of thing, but he didn't want to make like a full blown Zelda Maker because he said it felt too complicated. So right, yeah, and yeah, I think this sure. this sounds like a nice kind of marriage of the ideas, and 
you know, it's not going to feel like a complete waste of time and money to to invest in this game because it's just there on a game that a lot of people will probably buy yeah. anyway. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm all for it. Like, that is... That was so, so surprising to me. Like, I just did not expect that. Like, I was already excited for this remake, but, like, that just kind of put it over the top. And then the Amiibo, like, come on, he's so freaking cute. It's just yeah. making like, me it. want an HD Ocarina of Time so badly now. I didn't yeah. want it until now, because the 3DS game was great, but now yeah. I want something that's gorgeous and, you know, just destroys every other game I've seen. Like I want that for Super Mario 64. I want to see nice. them. Yeah, that I want to nice. see them remake it with with a yeah. modern graphics engine. Yeah, why not put it in the in the Odyssey? Just um, yeah, and well, build right. it in Odyssey. Odyssey. Like, that would look if amazing. If you can take hell, I was really hoping we'd get like some Super Mario sixty four um, levels in Mario like Odyssey. DLC. But yeah. they they must be working like on DLC. A yeah, yeah. Because Maybe. we did not get any DLC like kingdoms in Mario it's, Odyssey, it's so just, I can it's imagine just been it's probably. So long. Yeah, it's probably been. It probably turned yeah. into a Galaxy Two sort of situation where they started working on them, realized that they had way too many that they wanted to put in, and decide. And maybe you know, in another direct or next E three, we'll find out. Oh yeah, by the way, we made a sequel. I would love an Odyssey Two if they right. can find a way to make it a longer game. I would love an Odyssey Two because, like, my biggest gripe with that game is it's pretty much over in like three hours, but. Yeah, but then you've got yeah, another like twelve kind of hours work. worth of collecting moons. So yeah, but again, it's just kind of busy work. That's what that's what I didn't like about Odyssey. Like again, like I beat the game right, like pretty pretty quickly. It didn't take me three hours. It probably took me like eight because I'm not that good. But after <laughs> that, like I didn't really have the desire to go in and do all the other all the other stuff. So okay, but let's that's not, enough. Let's not on talk that. about busy work. Um, yeah, shoot. Um, should we talk about? I mean, we're already on Zelda, guys. Should we talk Let's about the other Zelda hey, game that got announced? Hey, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Before we before we talk about this, I have to play something for you guys because I don't know if you've heard it, and I want our listeners to hear it. Let's see if this is the right thing. They've reversed the uh, music that oh, plays yeah. in this trailer, and I'm hoping this is it. It says it is. Oh. Nope, this is the wrong one. Sorry, it's the video down below. Hang on. Okay, well, while he's we doing go. this, um, Marin actually sings in uh, Link's Awakening in this version, and it sounds Are there really lyrics? Good. That'd be cool. No, but it's just like a... Here it is. Like, it's really... It's pretty. So this actually has French singing in it that translates yeah, to something, and I can't remember what it is. He has risen, the dark one, he returns, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. I um, I can't believe why don't we, there are people. Why don't we just talk over this uh, yeah. awkward pause and? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't yeah, believe I mean, there are people debating that it was Ganon. Like as soon as it happened, right. like right. a third of the internet was like, "Who's this strange mummy man?" I'm like, it's "What?" People, I mean, at first, yeah, I it's like, it was come just on, a but <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just makes perfect sense that. You know, like, now, does this take place before Breath of the Wild, or does the Because, I mean, we know Ganon in Breath of the Wild was basically disembodied. So, you know, is this well, afterwards they yeah. find his body and it's been reawakened and now well, he's human again? Or the description of Calamity Ganon was weird because it was different in Japanese. In the English version, she says something along the lines of, like, 
he'd given up his physical form in exchange for a form of like pure rage but in the japanese version it's like he'd reincarnated into like a being of malice or something and like i i guess i guess what we're going with here is the body is still there and it's going to be brought back so well and there's there's an interesting fan theory already circulating the internet on this one too of course there is that that what that it's that <laughs> no that better oh my than god that, that would so, be the best twist ever <laughs> if if you watch the scene where Cass talks about the story of the champions and or the battle from ten thousand years ago, not the one from a hundred, but the one from ten thousand, it shows a, a figure with long red hair. Yeah, as the, the chosen knight by yeah. Zelda, and there's theories that it that incarnation of Zelda may have chosen Ganondorf instead of that Link as the be hero cool. because Ganondorf is a Triforce wielder. That would be really cool. She, that incarnation of Zelda may not have known that he held the Triforce of Power, not Courage, just that he held the Triforce. Okay, mm. so so here's the part where... I doubt it. I doubt the they part, put that much I thought into too, the story. I doubt it too, that's really... <laughs> here's the, here's the, a Zelda <laughs> game. Okay, again, totally disagree with you on that. It's a Zelda game, it doesn't have a plot thing. But here's my thing. Like, I'm excited again, and that pisses me off, because if it's just more <laughs> Breath of the Wild, it's gonna bum me out. Like, all of a sudden, they're showing plot again, and this game has the potential to be mm-hmm. what every Zelda before Breath of the Wild has been, and I'm really excited for that. And if it turns out to just be more filler mm-hmm. gameplay and no plot and no structure and no dungeons, and no, I'm going to get really bummed, so I'm trying to stay really low-key. But, like, the fact, that they led with, the fact that they led with plot again has me excited. But they led with plot in the last trailer, and that game turned out to have, like, five combined minutes of cutscenes. So right, but they, I, don't, they, I don't know what to go into this expecting! They, they introduced the plot in a, in a later trailer after they had already established the fact True. that it's going to be a huge open world. This, uh, uh, here, here's something I've learned over decades of playing Zelda games. Every Zelda game is a reaction to the reaction to the previous Zelda game. Um, like, That's there's right. a lot of the pendulum swinging back and forth. and Like so, how people wanted a game with a more childish feel, and they got Wind Waker, and then they got tired of the kitty graphics, so they got Twilight right. Princess, mm-hmm. and they then we wanted Twilight. the plot of yeah. Twilight Princess, so we got Skyward Sword with all the lore, and then people wanted a more expansive open world, so we got Breath of the Wild. Right. Yeah, I could see so that. I f- so I feel like this is the pendulum, pendulum kind of swinging back the other way, where, all right, we and, gave people the huge open world, now let's take that and build the plot that everybody was complaining and, this game didn't have that would that yeah. would totally do it for me like it does not take much to make breath of the wild a zelda game i could really like it was just missing key things that didn't work for me I, so I, the I idea that they the idea that they already did all the work on the last game and the world is built and everything right and now they can focus on like giving me a story with character development and maybe some new areas to explore within the already massive world like that's all i need because i'm realizing one of my biggest gripes with the original game was everything was just you against the elements and that's what it was supposed to be so that's fine but like in a game like skyrim i'm experiencing like a world with other characters and that does it for me me and like me and like cliffs and mountains that doesn't do it the villain in this game was just he was an element basically he was a calamity but he wasn't a character with motivations and goals he was just pure evil for the sake of being evil that works for some people but i'm realizing i i missed those elements and i think that was one of the things that hit me so i'm really hoping the idea that ganondorf is back and he might have intentions and there could be plot development and characters and like like give me that give me that i think 
and I think a lot of that came from, and and then and then you know maybe you get your retort and then we move on to the next thing. But um, no, I think, I've got a couple more things to okay. say. I think a lot of that comes from, and 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 I know you you disagree with how unimportant plot is, and yes, oh, yeah. impo- impo- plot gets very important towards the like 11th hour of the development on a Zelda game they have come out and said we build the game then we build the plot around it and I think a lot of that came from they spent so much time building Breath of the Wild that they didn't have the time to build a linear plot I completely agree with you and that's why I think Breath of the Wild is the weakest entry in the Zelda series well and that's why I think Breath of the Wild 2 (laughs) is gonna swing back the other way and like all right we've already built the world let's build that plot that we didn't have time to put into the last one um, I agree with you that in game design, the most important element is building the game first. Like, you can have a good game with a bad plot, but you can't have a good plot with a bad game. That makes sense. So it makes sense to me that they would develop a game focusing on the gameplay first. Where I disagree with you on is that I don't think that that means that the plot is unimportant to the dev team. I think well, that I a failed think, plot... Right, I think it's I think, I think, I think I think that a failed plot in a Zelda game makes for a bad Zelda game, even if the gameplay is solid. And I think that's what we had and Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and that's a matter of opinion, and I can I can respect that. But right. I think it's too, too, too. Compl- I, I almost feel like they're two separate teams where, you know, Miyamoto's or Aonuma's like, all right, let's build the game. All right, we've built this game. Now you guys make a plot that's going to work for this. And sometimes you get a bunch of great writers who give us something like yeah. Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword, and in other times they're like we don't know what to do with this, you gave us nothing to work with, so we're just going to kind of shoehorn stuff in until it works. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, when I experience a game, and then Steve, please talk, because we're just Yes, and we're going to go around. Mine is two very quick for, points. For me, when I experience a game like Breath of the Wild, and I'm looking for a plot-heavy experience, which is what I've come to expect in a Zelda game, getting a game that has a lot of, like, you know, beauty to it and a lot of experience, but very little, like, storytelling, is a lot like going to the movies and watching a movie that's beautiful, but that doesn't really fulfill that, you know, that need for a narrative. And that's that's kind of where I've been sitting. I've, I've felt like I haven't really experienced a Zelda game since 2013. And I'm really hoping that Breath of the Wild 2 can fix that for me. Because if it fixes it, it can also fix Breath of the Wild 1 by being a setup to an amazing game. And I'll be totally okay with that. I so, mean, like, I, you know, yeah. wow I mean, me, To put Nintendo. a cap on it, you know, Skyward Sword has story. Twilight Princess has story. Ocarina of Time has story. Breath of the Wild has lore, yeah, basically. Yeah. This is the story that's set up where you are now. Now you're just there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steven, please save us from ourselves. Uh, Steven is trying to save well, himself from I'll, I'll, himself. I'll jump, oh, okay. I'll, jump in here for, I'll jump in here first so we don't have to talk about production during the show. But um, I will go ahead and talk about my thoughts on Breath of the Wild because I haven't really said anything on this one yet, yet either. Um, I'm, I, I, I can agree with both of your guys' points. Like I think both of them are valid. I especially am weary, honestly, about putting too much stock in there being like a great amazing story and even though i hope there is just because i was so burned by the dlc yeah and um the way that they set that up to perhaps have like a great amazing story so i'm 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 worried i'm um, reserved on that aspect yeah champions ballad was a disappointment uh, in story yeah it, it yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I, cautious, like a cautious level of optimism, I guess, you know, but... 
Right. But uh, on that same token, I am optimistic because of all the reasons that, you know, you and Justin were bringing up, right? Like they're using the Breath of the Wild engine. So they don't have to start fresh building an engine, which is, you know, like what? Like at least a year or two of development, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. So like you've already got your engine. If they just take the Breath of the Wild map and rebuild the towns that were ruins in Breath of the Wild, you've got like that much more Mm -hmm. stuff to interact with. Yeah. No, it could be really good. Honestly, honestly, I would probably be okay if they even limited the map down to maybe not quite as small as like the Great Plateau, but like, you know, like something a little bit more limited and then like just really fill it with like dense, like a city yeah. and like people yeah. to explore and like and people that are walking around with stories I mean, that are like, know, you know, Castle Town might thing, be you know? rebuilt. For yeah. for this one, because and, and and that right there is is you can tell just by the size of it is a pretty big area. And yeah. I'll be mm-hmm. honest, I wouldn't even need that. Like you could keep the cities in ruin and stuff, and you don't have to just just flesh it out with more stuff to do, more things to encounter. You know, one of the right. things that I like so much about playing a game like Skyrim is I'm walking down a path, and all of a sudden some guy comes up and he tells me he's going to kill me unless I give him like fifty gold. Like little little things like that flesh out a world and flesh out a game and do a lot for me. And again, I've realized in Breath of the Wild, the thing that does that is the natural elements. You know, it's really centered around the world. But those natural elements just don't come into play for me personally. I don't see a mountain and go, wow, a mountain. I see like a thief and I'm like, yes, fight, action. Like that's that's my thing. So I need I need to be I need to be motivated. I need to be encouraged in a game. So I'm hoping I get some of that. So I'm encouraged by ADD. So that whole thing works for me. (laughs) In that trailer, there was an interesting, two interesting nods, actually, to Ocarina of Time. Um, in Ocarina of Time, when you first see Ganondorf, Zelda talks about the man with the evil eyes. And it's interesting yeah. that Malice was kind of, when you saw Malice around the world in Breath of the Wild, um, that was kind of like, oh, Pika. Ganon's here. Um, but it was interesting that the same, yeah. the same design that you see in the Malice is the same design you see in Light His Eyes Up, basically, when he comes back. Um, mm. And I honestly cannot remember what my other point was. So, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. I want to see, you know oh. what I want to see, guys? I want to see the Return of Demise. Oh, yeah. So, Demise, yeah. Ganondorf, I That was Steve's second here. point. Just as long as, no, long as I get at- to fight something. <laughs> Actually, along those lines, this could, the way that the body is, that with the way the hair is, it could actually be the Return of Demise. Um, but wouldn't it be interesting if Breath of the Wild started with the resurrection of Link and the restoration of Zelda? If Breath of the Wild 2, Wild 2 started with the restoration of, or excuse me, the resurrection of Ganon and the restoration of Peace. That would be yeah. a really nice way to kind of tie it all back together. That would be pretty so, cool. And I really see this game being as dense as far as stuff to do as um, Majora's Mask was, just because they've got the engine, now they can focus on the stuff to do with it. Well, and the fact that they haven't even given a release date for it yet... So this isn't just like some cobbled together DLC. Yeah, this isn't this isn't some cobbled together DLC that they just said, "Oh, we'll have it done in a year," you know, and you can like they're they're putting work into this. So hopefully right. it shows and everybody can be happy and we all get something really good and we're all just thrilled. And hopefully in the interim sure. we keep getting these great little bite-sized Zelda experiences like Link's Awakening. Give me like, my yeah. oracles, yeah, man. Give, give us set. the oracles. Give us the the N sixty four remakes. Hell, give us a you know link between worlds. You know, like a, just a you know 
medium sized top I down. I still Zelda. want them to give. I still then want them to give Shovel Knight or the Yacht Club the the Zelda yeah, license. Zelda, yeah, Zelda remake Zelda, Zelda two. Do it. I have to say, I'm genuinely surprised that they don't take more advantage of all these engines that they've built. Like now, you have a Link to the Past, or not a Link to the Past, um, Link's Awakening. You have that built, gorgeous game with gorgeous right. assets. Why not make another game with the Link Link's Awakening well, engine? You know, why not make either, another top-down Zelda? Either they do that. Well, or they did re- that with remake. the Link Between Worlds. They gave us right. Triforce Heroes, which was yeah, garbage. True. Um, no, in my opinion, it was a good game. In my opinion, <laughs> um, but imagine if they remade the Oracle games, put them on two separate cartridges. I don't care. But since the uh, saves are stored on the Switch, you don't need a yeah. password system anymore. Ooh, the saves right. link together. Yeah. They can already do that. Yeah. Sell them for forty bucks a piece. Mm. I just I'm, sell I'm, them for sixty. Okay, I don't all right. Care. No more right, Zelda. No more Zelda. No more Zelda. <laughs> I'm I'm ringing the coconut. <laughs> ringing the coconut. Ringing the coconut. We got so many more games to go I mean, over. Do we even have um, the time? Okay, where where I mean, we go right, next? I, I mean, I've got a list of most of the stuff that was in. Oh, oh. Panzer Dragoon. I was. That's exactly but, right. I, I gave. I gave. I gave so few. Panzer Dragoon. I saw it and I was like, <laughs> I saw it and I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's that. Okay. <laughs> I'd never. See, even and heard me, of it. like you know, I was around in the Saturn days. I remember Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> No, I never I'd... played it. So this uh, is. Oh now, my god! I hope that this leads this is to a sequel or a remake. It's a remake. They just no, called it Panzer in, Dragoon. In, so I, I, I was actually listening to that in a press release. Um, they say that this is a reimagining of the original game, um, very similar to what they did with um, oh hell, what was the game Ratchet and Clank when they put that out on PS4. It's it's not going to be a shot for shot remake, but it's going to be a reimagining of the original game. Kind of like okay. when they reimagined Sonic the Hedgehog back in 2006 to glowing applause around the world. <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully Sega has learned from their mistakes. We didn't. Have, was... The jury's still out on that. Um, like even even among us who think that most of the Sonic games are good, that was a bad game, man. <laughs> that was bad. Um, I had a thought. Oh. now it's gone. Oh, Steve, um, Spyros finally. Yeah, I was just gonna announced. say Steve. Steve yeah. called it. Spyros who called it? And on my wife's birthday, no less. So yeah, for but her you birthday, didn't put it on your bingo Spyro. card. I know I should have. I forgot about it. But then I also put the wrong I'm November game too. So yeah. <laughs> so I'll be I'll be real with you guys. Most of those like little games that got announced, like I just kind of glossed right over. Um, I'm excited. Resident Evil four or five and six are coming out because I've never played either of those because yeah. I never had the system to play them. So getting to give those a try finally will be cool. Even though five is kind of notorious as being one of the less good ones, but still, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of just in it for the big announcements, really. So I kind of glossed over a lot I mean, of those yeah. things. But we got no more Heroes three, which that looks yeah, which, that could be good. All right, is it just me or did it look like there were motion controls in it? Just kind of the way it was animated. Could I, it did because I mean, you know, it would it would be it would be the way they do it. It's like nope, yeah. we're, we're bringing them back, man. <laughs> it's it's funny because when I was watching the trailer for No More Heroes three, I was like, wow, this is so. Like, it's trying to be cool, but it's failing so hard. And then as soon as I recognized Travis Touchdown, I was like, oh, okay, all is forgiven. Like, you're allowed to do whatever you want. This is this is how you work. So, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it was very strange, like, last E3, right, when they talked about No More Heroes, and then it ended up being this weird spinoff. And then 
Yeah, and then now all of a sudden, oh wait, we were working on No More Heroes three the whole time. Like, no, I'm I'm excited about this one. I I really did like the original. Kind of I kind of wish they would um, do that with uh, well, um, Platinum would do that with Bayonetta. Give us like a oh, I thought you give were us like say... a beautiful beautiful Joe style Bayonetta game while we wait for Bayonetta three. No, I thought you were gonna say Mad World. I was already to vroom. oh Mad World. Oh yeah, give me Mad World. Just just <laughs> give, give me the a game, ma- put it in HD yeah. and dump it. That's all I and need. And then make and then make a sequel. It can be three hours too. I don't. <laughs> I'll buy it. Right. Okay, so let's move into Pokemon. Steve, uh, get your go. Pikas ready. Oh, I was, um, I was, it's that. Actually, I, I was going to move into Fire Emblem, but. I, I don't yeah, need Fire Pikas Emblem for this. Good, um, they did some gameplay for Pokemon Sword and Shield after the Direct. I don't even remember seeing Pokemon in the Direct because they had just done one um, a couple weeks ago. Um, but Junichi, or I can never say his name, Masuda. I'm just going to call him Masuda because I can say, say that Masuda. name. Uh, well, yeah, that guy, the, the Pokemon guy. Um, he finally shed a little bit of light on Pokemon Home. And to a lot of people like myself, and this is not just me, there are several people that I follow on Twitter that also play the game the way I do. We're very disappointed because he said, um... You know, due to how expressive they want the Pokemon characters to be in this game, the sheer number of Pokemon that exists, since when you figure different forms and everything, there's well over 800 Pokemon, like probably closer to 950, when you figure all your alternate forms and whatnot. Um, And the fact that they didn't want to make people wait for too long for the new Pokemon game, they have decided to make it so Pokemon Home will only allow you to transfer Pokemon into the game that exist in the Galar region Pokedex. Which, for most... And I I actually put this out there on Twitter. For most people, that's a non-issue. And it's going to be fine for the majority of people out there. However, for someone... Wait a sec, Justin, I'll let you have your rebuttal. Um, but for someone no, like... No, that was, was, that was just me raising my hand. He's like, one of those care. people. Okay, okay. It looks yeah. awesome. Right. And the, it's... So yeah, I mean, the game looks phenomenal. I'm not disappointed with the way the game looks. It's everything I would have hoped for in a Pokemon game. But the fact that how I play, I don't really play Pokemon for the story. I like to experience the new Pokemon and learn new battle strategies. But for me, the core of the Pokemon game comes after you beat the Elite Four. It's, okay, how can I mesh some of my old teams with some of the new Pokemon and make those all kind of work together and if you can't bring all of the pokemon along with you that's going to be a problem because like yeah my favorite pokemon is pikachu pikachu is always going to be in pokemon i don't have to worry about that they've even confirmed pokemon as far down as mew will be in this game um but what about and this is the example i bring up on twitter what about that one guy out there or that group of people that like they love carnivine a pokemon nobody really cares about they went out, you know, several generations ago, got a, got a shiny Carnivine. They bred it for certain stats. They have taught it certain moves throughout the generations. But just because Carnivine doesn't appear in this game, they won't. They can't ever bring him past Pokemon Home. He won't be able to go back to Sun and Moon because he's stuck in Home, but he can't move forward because there's no games he's compatible with. That's going to suck for a lot of people. Counterpoint! And especially the people in the competitive scene. Like... What about all those people at the Pokemon World Championships that now have to train a whole new batch of Pokemon again? 
Like, for me, it's a deal breaker. Counterpoint! <laughs> until they fix it, which they eventually will, I will not be buying this game. Go. Counterpoint! <laughs> um, okay, so... I am I am in the I am in the same camp as you in that I will be very hurt by the fact that you can't bring every Pokemon over because much like you I have been collecting a team of Pokemon that now totals something about 30 or so of you know trained Pokemon that I've used on a number of teams over the years and blah 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 and I love them like my children they're virtual pets and I want them to go into every game okay, with me. Okay, all right. So you are going to go to this weird area. All right. I just- I believe that there is no way in hell eugene peeking me out um that that this is going to be a that no, this is going to be good. a long-standing thing fine. we've talked about this in private you think that um they'll fix it in sun and moon 2 which you know would be a year from now i think they'll probably just end up releasing a patch in a few months that has all the other pokemon in it or something child. Yeah, I keep saying Sun and Moon because they both start with S. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you you think that it'll happen in a sequel. I think it'll happen right. in a patch. But I just I just don't see it as being right. a, an issue long term. I see it right. as a short term issue, and I see it as a bummer. But there's enough in the new Pokemon to get me interested in it that right. even if I can't bring over my Ivysaur, like I'm gonna I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be salty and I'm gonna be a little bummed out, but I'll yeah. still I'll still be playing it and I'll still be making a team and right. I'll deal until they fix it. Because I know they're I know they're gonna fix it. Like, I know they're gonna no fix it. No way it's gonna be a lifelong and, and, thing. And speaking of fixing yeah. things, I know this is uh, this is a slight um, uh, tangent, but they did announce they are gonna fix the online multiplayer in Super right. Mario well, Maker. Well, they announced that they were making changes, which by all implications oh. means they're fixing it. Right. But let's not get too excited just in right. case they don't and they mess and something up. On that but that's note, exciting. On but, that um, note, I've also said I won't buy yeah. Mario Maker 2 at launch because th- the same reason. However, the day they release that patch, if it has that feature, I will download it that day. I am a man of my word because I want that yeah. game. I've already got it downloaded, so I'm I'm ready to go. But um but no, Pokemon is weird to me just in general. This this version of Pokemon, the Are we pausing for me? Yeah, I'm wondering why you're okay. giving me a finger. Oh, um from an email that we received from Nintendo. Game producer Takashi Takashi Tezuka Just just Takashi go to the Tezuka. next word. And Game producer <laughs> Announced that with the help of a post-launch update, players will be able to play with their friends online. Super Mario okay, Mario. good. So, nice. Huzzah! So, awesome. You heard it here first. Just um, not day one. <laughs> or your email, if you get this. <laughs> um, well, but yeah, I which Which, again, gives me confidence that they're going to be updating these games over time and introducing more and more Pokemon. But so so I, I was gonna I was gonna talk about my impressions of Pokemon and how I think the new mechanics are gimmicky, but I like the open world stuff. But I'm gonna digress off of that because we've got our whole lives to talk about that. Um, I ended up in a Reddit sub post the other day, which is scary for me. Yeah, it's oh boy. scary. I've I've seen I've seen some <laughs> yeah. bad things, man. Like I've seen people you wouldn't want to meet talking about people you feel bad for. But anyway, um, in this particular Reddit sub post, there was an argument going on about whether Nintendo listens to their fans or not. They and do. it's something that it's something that well yeah, it's something that I talk about a lot too because um 
you know, some people call me a Nintendo fanboy. Some people, I, I like to think that the reason I like Nintendo so much is because I, I have fun with it, and I don't really have fun with the other systems as much. I don't know if that makes me a fanboy or not, but I just I like Nintendo stuff, so I've stuck with them. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on the same page there. But but um, some people were arguing that Nintendo doesn't really listen to their fans; they listen to the money, and they see successful games come out and they duplicate it, and they see failures come out and they don't duplicate it. Um, where I'm standing from, Nintendo's a corporation. You know, Nintendo's not a person. Nintendo's not like your loving dad who wants to give you all the things in the world. Nintendo's not, It's made up of a group of people, some of which are creative artists that want to just deliver joy for the sake of delivering joy, and some of which are, are money managers and business types who never played a video game before, but they know what works and what doesn't. And that's, you know, that's how the company stayed in business for the last... 250 years or however long it's been i feel um, like there's less of the latter than there used to be but... the, there was a lot of the latter back in the day when they started making video games with that original president like he never played games but yeah. he always just said people will like this but, i think but with there iwata are... there was a huge shift in basically everyone at nintendo loves nintendo but, games but but the fact is, and what I'm trying to convey is, there are corporate heads, and Nintendo is a corporation. But in that way, I think as best a corporation can, Nintendo has lately been listening to their fans a lot. Whether part of that is through seeing what games sell and what games don't, as well as just going on and seeing public outcry from stuff on social media, Nintendo seems to be yeah. And, and I would see that. I would say that that is manifested directly. From what the Wii U was, the switches. To what yeah, the exactly. Switch We've is. talked about this in private a lot. I think all of us have discussed this, um, like the Animal Crossing thing. How in Happy Home Designer they started allowing you to choose your race for the first time. That's big because Nintendo is a Japanese company, and race isn't something that you have to think about when you're Japanese. Really, everybody <laughs> in your country is Japanese, you know. <laughs> but here in the states, you know, we we run the gamut from pink to brown. So it's it's important for people like us, and I think Nintendo has been paying more attention to that lately. Um, you know, they could prove me wrong by making the next Animal Crossing not include that again. Um, <laughs> but it, it seems like they're making more of an effort lately to kind of listen to what people have to say, and I think that will carry through both in Pokemon as well as in Mario Maker. Right. So I'm 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 hopeful. I'm I'm, I'm optimistic about it, but I, I'm not expecting think... any miracles. I'm expecting it's going to be a hot minute. I think boy, that um, was a soapbox. Whoa, <laughs> no, Lucas and, is and, back. And, and I agree with you. Like Nintendo used to be very tone deaf and kind of you know it was yeah. it was you know I've said before nin- Nintendo gonna Nintendo do what Nintendo does. Um, yeah. They they march by their own drum, and that's what a lot of us fans liked about them. But at the same time, yeah, they could they could be very tone deaf, and I think that especially this generation with the switch with the latter part of the wii u and 3ds era there was a huge effort to just be like all right we got the casuals they left us we got these people they left us or we tried to get these people and they never had an interest in it we need to focus on the people who care about nintendo and give them what they want because they're the ones who are going to buy the virtual boys they're the ones who are going to buy you know the game boy micros and every other you know the wii u's every other system that has ever failed for us they buy them they buy the games they buy you know they know what they want from us and we need to start providing it for them yeah and again at the same but at the same time try and hook in as many of those other people as possible 
from a from a corporate point of view, um, a lot of the diehard Nintendo fans who were 7, 8, 14, 15 when they played Ocarina for the first time, they're about to be having kids, you know? And if those if those <laughs> yeah. fans are still Nintendo fans when they're parents, they'll be raising their kids on Nintendo systems. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's an entirely new generation that you can try to sucker half, in to playing Nintendo games, basically. Half the so. reason I bought the NES Classic and the Super NES Classic was so that, you know, I could have those yeah. games for my kids to play. My kids yeah. don't care about them. I play them far more than they do. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the point is, like, you know... Um, my my older kid just turned nine, and we've been kind of shielding him from a lot of like violent video games and stuff like that. But now I found out, you know, he's right. playing Halo, he's played Call of Duty, he's um, interested in Mortal Kombat. I'm like, I was nine when Mortal Kombat came out. Why can't he play yeah. Mortal Kombat? Right. So like, you know, it can pull out my Super NES Classic, which may or may not have games on it that did not originally come on it (laughs) and play Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat 2 with him because you know you know this is what Nintendo is and and this culture is it's it's been around long enough like the old folks are still still looking at video games like there's some sort of fad this is this is culture now like this is that this video games have been around in people's homes since the 70s like everybody who started on video games is now like 50 so you know you got grandparents who who you know have been playing video games their whole lives so so yeah nintendo is 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 one of the big names in there and i think that you know they really they're really trying hard to keep those people who you know, have been with them for decades while still being like, hey, we're relevant. <laughs> Nintendo, please sponsor sure. our podcast. We will say only <laughs> yeah. nice things. If you just, sponsor our podcast because if you just give us our act and if you just give us like, and- <laughs> let's say, let's say $3,000 an episode, we'll be yeah. good to go. So <laughs> we'll call yeah, it just, it. just send us, just send us free games. That's, that's, to, that's fine too. To bring we it would, back we would around. start with review copies. Yeah. <laughs> to bring it back around to Lucas's point, Nintendo is a corporation that's out there. Three word money. reviews. Which is exactly, you know, what they should be doing, and it's why they've stayed in business. However, given that, if you want to, you know, show them, hey, we're not a fan of this, the only way you can vote is with your wallet. I'm still going to be getting Pokemon at some point, I just not I won't necessarily be buying it new. And yeah. <clears throat> I'm the same um, way with, you know, I said earlier, Final sale. Fantasy Nine. Like I, right, one of the exactly. big things about those Final Fantasy games is the music. Like That's Nobu and Natsu's scores you. are legendary, and and the fact that Square can't be bothered to patch that bug means yeah, I don't care if you put it on sale. I would rather right. pay full price for a working game than you know. And I'm, as much as I you know make fun of you guys, I'm the same way. You know, you yeah, and that, wallet. yeah, and that's exactly. I don't my really point. want to encourage. I don't really want to encourage this because I already hate seeing it so much, but there is another really strong way to make a point that Nintendo seems to be listening to lately, and that's social media. Which um, I've also I, I, petitions. I, I'm, no, don't do I don't petitions. know if I've expressed this much on the show or not. I don't know if I've expressed this much on the show or not, and this might make me a bad guy on the show to our <laughs> listeners, but gamer culture really irks me in a lot of ways. I think gamers are generally a very entitled bunch, right. and I get really tired of seeing social media petitions like every other day because there's a feature missing missing in a game, and it really drives me nuts. But right. clearly Nintendo is listening, so if you do have complaints, other than not buying a game that you may or may not want, social media is an awesome place to right. vent that. because Just be Nintendo respectful. seems to be paying attention. 
Just yeah, be yeah, respectful. Maybe, maybe limit it. Maybe limit it to like Maybe limit it to like one a week because I'm getting really tired of seeing whiny gamer complaints all right. over Twitter. Like it's all the time, guys. Come right. on, well, it's, it's, it's all about fun. respect. It's a video game. Have fun with it. <laughs> Stop complaining. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to bring us back home here, um, and we're just going to kind of run through the remainder of the um, announcements, because most of them were kind of just like, you know, God, they, they had like a still sizzle, you know, so a lot of them came from I that. mean, I, do, I, oh, mean, yeah. I did still yeah. want to say, oh, as much we do. as I don't care about Fire Emblem, um, it, they made it very clear that the game is not going to be all, you know, Hogwarts simulator. Oh, it, it, like, it, looks, clearly, it looks good. Yeah, it looks like, from, from what they showed, the relationships that you that you uh, create during these, you know, the school years um, will have some influence on how the great battles the, the later on in years. the game will, will, will work, which sounds fascinating, you know? I'm still, I'm still really salty that the girl that I liked from the original Fire Emblem trailer turned out to be a dude. That bums me out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome like, to whoops. Japanese video games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's um, close out this E3 segment. I'm sure we're going to be talking about the fallout from E3 for weeks to come. But, um, yeah, Witcher 3 coming to Switch. Yeah, Sign me up. Um, yeah, I want new the con- cheesy poofs. New Contra game, really, Contra collection that just really announced. Really stupid, that- but I guess that's Contra. <laughs> I mean, one thing I like about yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's Contra, now, And one thing I like about it is you can play the original Contra game in its arcade form, in its NES form, in its Famicom form, in its European NES form. Like, like this is right. one of the most um, comprehensive Contra collections. One of the most comprehensive um, franchise collections. collections anybody's released. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it was cool that that dropped, like, the right. day of the, the, the trailer. Actually, that's another one of the games that I bought. Um <laughs> But the the Rogue Corpse game looks. You're right, Lucas. It it's looks so weird, weird, but like that's what I Contra guess. is. <laughs> oh. That's what Contra is. So uh, we we touched on Panzer Dragoon already. There was a Dark Crystal that game was yeah. freaking. Like, that was Dark weird. That yeah, yeah. well weird, right? Like no, out of they're nowhere. doing it to tie in with the new Netflix series, just like they're doing with. Um, Oh god, what's that other one with nine or whatever that girl's name is? Stranger Things. Yeah, they're tying it into the Netflix show just like yeah. Stranger Things. Damon X Machina. Damon X Machina. Damon X Machina. Damon X Machina. We got Damon X Machina. That game looks so cool! Did you guys play the trailer when it came out? Like, what was it, like three months ago? I played like one level, but I never got into like the full game, so I'm disappointed in myself. Like there was a boss battle you could do and stuff, and I didn't do it. So <sighs> they they spent some considerable time on that game, and it looks really good. It looks like it's coming along yeah. really nice. So like I'm super excited for that game. Um, we got okay. So this one with, threw me for a loop. I that Empire of Sin game, mm. the from Romero Games, the the like mafia looking game, that looked very interesting. And then I was reading more about it. So John Romero, if you guys don't know, he's the creator of doom it's his studio romero games and it's gonna be like an x i thought it was like referencing george romero i'm like was this a zombie game i don't remember that (laughs) 
<laughs> different Romero. Yeah, so like I am I don't know that I'll get it, but I'm interested in it. Like because I do like those XCOM S games. In fact, I actually never really got um I never played the Rabbid game, so I, I now that that's on sale, the Mario versus Rabbids. Oh, that's yeah, especially for the price, the it's, it's worth it. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's not anything I've devoted tons of time to, but you know, you, it's one of those games where you can boot up, play it for 15, 20 minutes, and feel like you've accomplished something. I was bored, for I was sure, kind of underwhelmed, but meh, not my type of game. Fair <laughs> warning, Eugene. So to <laughs> <laughs> right. So to kind of round it out, that we had that sizzle reel, like I said again, we got the Witcher. We already talked about the Witcher three. I, actually, you know what? D- uh, really disappointed in that game that they didn't call it the Switcher. But <laughs> regardless, nice. um, we're going to. We got um, Spyro the Dragon yes. trilogy. You're Sold. welcome, Steve. We got Nino Cooney, yes. guys. Nino Cooney is coming to Switch. I'd be so Switch. excited if like, Yokai yes. Watch wasn't coming out in eight days. <laughs> Day one. <laughs> we got that the we got the um, Aliens Isolation is gonna be coming to Switch. We got Minecraft Dungeons. There was a game called the Sinking City. This is another City. one of those cases um, where games Lucky's- that I already have on other s- systems are coming out on Switch mm-hmm. and I wanna buy them again because I'm more likely to play them on Switch. I have yeah. Alien Isolation. Right. I've never put it in my PS3. It's the but Switch I want to play Chronicles. it. <laughs> Yeah, Crystal Chronicles was yeah. in the sizzle reel. We got New Lucky's Tale was in there. Um, we got Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Dead by Daylight, Dauntless. Like we got, you, what else was? It? Oh, the Final yeah. Fantasy Eugene, remasters I've, coming I've got to a Switch. Couple right there. Yeah, Acor- I, according to what I was reading, Jedi Fallen Order is actually coming to Switch, which shocked the hell out of me. Final Fantasy mm-hmm. VII remake is coming to Switch. I don't know how the as Switch in is the one play that, it. Th- as in the wait, one wait, they wait, announced wait. like three years ago. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, everybody, everybody, yes. shut up. We're getting the Final Fantasy VII remake? Right. On Switch. The remake, not the remaster. Yeah, the remake. The remake, not yeah. the What's remaster. What's the difference? <laughs> so the remaster is going to have like all new assets, all new gla- uh, graphics okay, and everything. What's... Think of the remake as like an HD. Okay. Uh, uh, we HD already remake, we like already have HD that version. though. We got that like. I five thought we were. Ago. I thought we were getting remaster. Like the brand new one. Oh, I thought it was the remake. Well, we've already got the will, remake. Yeah, yeah the, we, the we remake have, is already there. We have the remaster. We're getting the remaster. The PlayStation. Oh, game. for the love of Christ! This is no, all no. square. No, oh, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Listen. <laughs> Squeenix. According to Verge, the seven biggest announcements: Final Fantasy set. Let's see. Square Enix spoiled the news. Final Fantasy VII remakes March release date is coming to, to Switch. To Wikipedia. So. The okay, one that's well coming in March is coming, coming to Switch. Switch. That's We're getting cool. Crystal Chronicles Winter of 2019 and the Final Fantasy VIII remake, which everybody's been complaining about for months now, is happening yeah. and this it's coming remaster, to Switch. not a remake. Here's looking at you, Phantom. Now you can finally play Justin, Childhood Final says, Fantasy and shut up about it already. It says a big new <laughs> Final Fantasy VII remake trailer in the article I'm reading. Okay, well, no, 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 okay, the well then it must be that eight. one. Is a remaster, not a remaster. Oh my god, that okay, is, we're is getting Final Fantasy VIII, and nobody cares except <laughs> yeah. Phantom, and we're getting Final Fantasy VII, and it's gonna be really pretty, and Lucas is actually gonna be able to play it, because Lucas so. forgot how ugly Final Fantasy VII was until he booted it up, and he was like, what's this hot garbage? So everybody's gonna be happy, and everybody's gonna get to play Final Fantasy, and everything's gonna be okay. Where's and my this Final isn't even an outtake. And four... <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, so we're going to close out this E3 section, guys. I think we've run long, far enough, but 
any closing thoughts before we do? And I'm going to start here. The one thing, and I've been thinking about this, the one thing that I absolutely desperately want out of a Breath of the Wild remake, and it's probably not anything that any of you guys, or not remake, sequel. Breath of the Wild sequel, and it's Remaster. probably not anything that you guys are wanting, because you guys want, like, story and dungeons. Guess what I want? I want fishing. <laughs> I want fishing okay back in fishing. my Breath yeah. of the Wild. Hey, no, hey you can go fishing in Breath of the Wild. You just I... have to, you know, swim up to them and catch them. Eugene, I know a game that has fishing in a couple different ways that I Actually, can turn you on to. Actually, can you use the oh my spears? God. You can fish with spears. Oh, God, no. Um, you can do spear fishing. No. See, it's already my, in my, my final thought, Banjo is home, and it feels so good, guys. I'm so happy he's back. Stay uh, forever, Banjo. Never leave. <laughs> my, my final thought um, is not enough bombshells from the whole Microsoft Nintendo, you know, Doing things off to the side and behind closed doors, and, and it, I, I want more from that. Like I, I know there has to be more than just banjo and smash. Like something else has to be happening, and we haven't heard it yet. My, my final thought. I was right on Spyro. Screw Steve? you guys. And I'm finally gonna get to play Nina. And I'm finally <laughs> gonna get to play Nino Kuni. That it doesn't will, count. It wasn't on the bingo card. I think Nino Kuni will fill the Pokemon void until they fix the game, the way I want them to do it. Oh, if you've never played no, Nino Kuni, I, you're gonna I, love it. It is. I, I did so, because it was a PS3 so my game. My roommate just bought it. My roommate just bought it like two weeks ago, and I was like, "Guess what's coming to Switch?" And she's like, oh, "Damn it!" <laughs> I. T- EP was asking me two months ago. Don't buy anything anymore. EP was asking me two months ago. He's like, "Do I buy Spyro on PS4? Do I wait?" I'm like, "You wait. It's coming this year to Switch." He's like, "How do you know?" I'm like, "I know." It's definitely coming to Switch. We have two crash games. There's no way we're not. Hey, now if I can, if I can finally (laughs) get, if I can finally get my JoJo's Bizarre Adventure game on uh, Switch, then I can sell my PS3. So (laughs) that'd be cool. Oh shoot. Okay, well, we are going to take a little break here. We're going to collect ourselves, and then we're going to be right back after this. What's that sound? It's a new challenger approaching, and it could be you. Go to patreon.com slash infendoradio, and you could be the new challenger on our show. Alrighty, and we are back. It is time for bad game descriptions, and we only have the one for y'all tonight. And that's simply because it's E3 week, and we already had a really jam-packed show. But we did have a Patreon suggestion, so we definitely wanted to get that in for the week. So, Lucas, why don't you take us away? Yeah, correction, it's um, bad game description. Because like Eugene said, we're only doing the one because we had one patron suggestion. And we honor our patrons here at Infendo Radio. So we're going to do a lightning round, one game. Um, bad game descriptions. The way it works is you three are going to guess. Whoever's closest to the pin Ooh. wins. We're not doing without going over because, again, um, you know, there's only I stand a chance of winning. Game. Yeah, <laughs> I only need whoever, one point. Whoever gets, the price, whoever gets the price closest here wins. Um, this bad game description comes to us from Malik Emrys. And before we start, I would just like to once again preface this game by saying that while your eShop description might be terrible, your game might be pretty cool. So please don't judge a book by its preface and actually give this game a chance if it happens to be good. I should probably close the eShop while we're playing this game. Yeah, yeah, you should. I was doing some shopping in the break. (laughs) It's a lot of sales, man. Prove that under the skin of stone beats a heart of a true hero. (laughs) 
Hopefully. Available exclusively for the Nintendo Switch, this game is a classic action platformer at the genre's best. And most challenging, with plentiful of new twists on formula to experience. The players take control over a cursed knight, turned to stone by the evil sorcerer's spell, but ready to prove that love and courage can conquer even the darkest magic. The brave hero must travel all the way from the petrified <laughs> village to the dark ruler's castle, mastering 20 levels set in four distinct environments. Oh boy. Full of enemies who require different strategies to face them successfully and sudden gameplay changes, which translate to exciting, dynamic action sequences. The selection of progressively more powerful additional <laughs> weapons, from flaming grenades to powerful magical arsenal, as well as power-ups, will help him in his quest. But remember... The body of stone has its limits. It disintegrates permanently as the knight loses the energy, Jeez. which he can supply only by defeating his enemies. And if the process reaches the critical level, he may lose one of his arms and the ability to wield additional <laughs> weapons with it. This game offers beautiful and detailed 3D graphics with changing landscape, weather conditions, and rich backgrounds. The game's aesthetics and bestiary are in equal parts inspired by the Slavic mythology, with some <laughs> locations derived straight from famous mythical locations in Poland, the developer's home country, and the dark fantasy atmosphere of the best action platformer titles from the golden age of the genre. All this makes this game a perfect mix of classic influences and modern <laughs> approach, utilizing the spectrum of Nintendo Switch features, which will enchant both fans of the genre and newcomers. Now, while I'm not going to tell you what the name of this game is, I will tell you that it boasts an impressive 3.1 gigabyte file size. Oh boy, so, God, that took so long, I feel like I already played it. <laughs> yeah, well, now you get to guess how much it costs on the eShop. It um, cost, like, five minutes of my life. That's what it costs. <laughs> I say, in honor of Steve having the roughest E3 out of all of us, he gets to guess first. So he gets to stake his claim first in what the price of this game God, is. Like, Steven, excellent your guess, please. And, and may, may I remind you that we go to the penny here. So if you happen to guess hmm. a price... And it's a 99, right. then you're out of luck. Yeah, so I had a price in mind like three minutes ago, about halfway through that description. <laughs> and it's really sad that that game's description is probably longer and better than the game itself. But it actually sounds interesting. I might want to buy it. Um, I'm going to guess 4.99. You probably don't. No. Okay. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen the. Um, I've seen the screens. I don't think you want to buy it. But okay. try maybe check it out. It could be good. I don't know. What am I doing? Well, if it's four ninety nine, I might give it a shot. Four ninety nine from Steve. I just bought a thirty two um, gig game for three bucks that I won't even load onto my Switch. <laughs> yeah, I, I immediately archived it the moment I bought it. I'm like, <laughs> I will never play this. <laughs> as, as the one whose time feels apparently the most spent out of the group, why don't you go second? Um. I have no idea. <laughs> this was so all over the map from I, being I, At just... first, I thought it was going to be a low price game, and then they were talking about all these levels all the and mechanics, 3D designs, yeah. and I'm like, what is this game? Don't forget the levels based on famous and mythological places from Poland. Okay. 
I missed right. that. Uh. Did you actually say that? I, I said all that. Go back and listen, man. Lord. <laughs> I also <laughs> said that. I also said that the game is three point one gigabytes. So, I heard that. Yeah, get your uh, get your memory. I think ready. I know what game this is too. Um, Do you? I don't know. Um, I don't I'm, know. Gonna, I'm gonna go, go, go next. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, let okay. I'm gonna let Eugene take next. Well, he already uh, gave it. I'll go, he gave I'll us go 1999. Yeah, I'll go 1999 because it doesn't Eugene? seem like super high, but not. Yeah. Anyway, I, guess. Steve, what was your guess? Four ninety nine. Oh boy! Like, do I go right in the middle? And yeah, because I th- I don't think that this was like, I don't think that this is gonna be so cheap that you're gonna find it for like a dollar because you know it sounds like they spent some time working on like the three D models and everything. So, uh, all right, I'm gonna go right in the middle. Well, maybe not right in the middle, but I'm gonna go with uh, freaking twelve dollars. Let's go with twelve dollars. Interesting, interesting. Um, I am a little insulted to say that this game actually retails for probably about what I would consider charging for my game if it ever came to Switch. Uh, the game is Castle of Heart, and it retails for $14.99, meaning that Eugene oh! wins this first and only round of Bad Game <laughs> Description. Thank you all for playing. I hope you had a wonderful time. Next week, we'll probably have a longer segment. Which one of us gets to wear something ridiculous? You get to choose at patreon.com slash infendo radio. And we are back. It is change the system time. And we're going to talk about the games we've been playing um, in this past week. Some of us in this past month. Um, And as always, I'm going to lead us into this discussion but this time i'm not going to talk about the same boring old stuff like dark souls and smash bros because i've actually been playing some different stuff um like we talked about earlier there was a huge sale on the eShop. it's actually still going on right now so if you guys are listening to us here shortly after e3 you might still get a chance to uh take advantage of it but yeah there was a lot of games that um i ended up just purchasing on a whim so I'm going to start with the newest game of the bunch, um, the Mana Collection. Um, that game was, it, it's new to us, but it's been, I think it was already released in Japan like last year or even maybe the year before that. But regardless, this is going to be a collection of the three Mana games. Um, the first one being Final Fantasy Legends that came out on the Game Boy. And then you got your Sword of Mana. And then you have the final game, the, a game that actually was never released in the United States in Trials of Mana. So, yeah, I am so far so good on this game. Um, like all of the games that um, came out from M2, M2 is like a porting house from older games. So if you don't know M2, or you probably do actually if you played any of the weird um, games like the Don- I think M2 did the Donkey Kong game, right Justin? The Donkey Kong arcade port? Um, that was Hamster. Okay, well, just kidding. Well, anyways, <laughs> M2 does a lot of ports, and this is a great one, like their other ones. And, yeah, it's got a lot of cool options. Like, you can change, like, the display to, M2 um... Does, uh, M2 does a lot, if not all, of Sega's ports. There, yeah, exactly. And it, 
I mean, there's a lot of really cool options in this game. Like, you can change the, from the Game Boy game, you can change the, the view from, like, the standard Game Boy green to, like, a black and white to, like, different, um, I want to say that they're, like, super Game Boy backgrounds, even. So, like, it's, I, I'm super excited about this collection, even though I've already played all the games, aside from the Trials of Mana. So, you'll hear more impressions, um, on that one later on. But moving on into more games that I bought, Steve, I, why didn't you tell me about this game sooner? Crypt of the Necrodancer is awesome. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> why didn't I tell you about it? <laughs> no, I can't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was on sale for like, uh, I think, gosh, like almost 80% off or something like that. I couldn't say no, you know? So Maybe soon I you'll buy Mutant Muds. That's no, funny. I, I said no. On, I said I no pretty easy, Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> I, Steve, I actually have played Mutant Muds. I have that on my 3DS. It's a great okay. game. Um, but Crypt of the Next Redancer is really freaking good. It's going to get me um, kind of is ready, it, I guess, for Zelda your, when it comes out tomorrow. Or tonight. I'm going to stay up till midnight and see. Are you getting, yeah. are you getting Cadence then? Or did you buy it already? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, good. I haven't bought it yet, but I'm gonna get it. Yeah, this is okay. and this was just oh, an excuse. Four bucks, yeah. Yeah, I'm that. right. Like this was an excuse to j to get it because like four bucks. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll get it for four bucks. And it really and is a great four game. Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't feel bad about it, right? Because you literally yeah. spent less than a Big Mac, so you it, know. It's a good pooping game. Yeah, it's great. It, it's really good. Like I I like it a lot. So I'm um, excuse me, I'm excited to see what they do with um, their, you know, this game engine, as it were, with the Zelda franchise, because, you know, like, the music in Crypt is great, like, I love it, but, like, it's not Zelda music, that's what I'm gonna be there for, you know, like, those remix right. Zelda titles are just gonna really get it for me, so. So, yeah, I played Crypt, that was a, like, Steve, like, you weren't wrong, it's a fantastic game, it really is yeah. well worth the four bucks, if you're listening to it right, listening what to is us, it, what um, is it normally, like, ten week. bucks? I think 20? twenty. I think. Is it that much? Jesus. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. it's eighty oh, percent off. So four dollars. I actually, would be I actually 20. think that was my original review. It's a fantastic game. Just wait for a sale. Well, then, well, then well, this well, is your time. Is, I guess. <laughs> um, you know what's almost depressing is how many games in the great deals section of the eShop already say purchased on mine, and I don't remember playing them. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But um, to round out my change to the system, um, the final game that I played on sale was um, the... I, I, I'm only going to talk about this a little bit, but ca the Contra collection, or the... I, like, guys, like, Contra. If you guys have never played Contra, this is a, the collection to get. I exclusively played the Super Nintendo one, the Alien Wars. I think it's Contra 4 or whatever, because that's Three. the game that I have the most fondest memories of. S Three, yeah. Thank you, Justin. And it is still good. It is great. Um, I I don't know that the Contra collection is for everybody, but if you have nostalgia for those games, like pick it up. Like you're gonna have a great time. And um, I are you know it's super easy to just pop off a Joy-Con and do some co-op. I've already done that too. So like fun, fun, fun game. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all that I have played in the last week, aside from your normal Pokemon Go's and you know your. Smash Brothers is, and I actually booted up Breath of the Wild after looking at Breath of the Wild 2 sequel. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. What, what have you I'll, guys been playing? I'll go next. I'm going to be very short today. 
Um, I've only played one game. It's no surprise. <laughs> I have played Minecraft all week. I had a couple days off. Had a great time. Um, I built an epic base working on a new bridge. Um, yeah, Minecraft. That's literally the only game I've played. So who wants to go next? <laughs> I'll go next. Um, Seriously, I've I have nothing Minecraft. else. So. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, oh, I mean, I by the way, I Justin, you need to build your you, buddy. Justin, you need to build your Nether portal. So I'm ready. I don't to... know how to build a Nether portal. So so you're gonna have to help me with that. But uh, yeah, <sighs> I, um, I'm putting. I built my the exterior of my mansion on the mountain is complete. Um, so now I'm just kind of working on the interior. Um, it's pretty elaborate. Brian was was pretty impressed with it when he I'm, came to I'm visit. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I put it, it's it's a labor of love at this point. Um, and and I I uh, I built it right in the middle of like a creeper's nest. So every night <laughs> I have to go out and save my mansion from being can, blowed up. Can I just um, say one of my favorite things about playing Minecraft is I don't remember Justin if it was you or Brian. But one of you two was like, there is a creeper right outside my window. And I remember saying, yeah, that's kind of oh, yeah. the definition of a creeper. <laughs> yeah, I see, that, was, that was me. That was last night or whenever I was playing it last. I w- woke up, looked out the window. There's just a creeper standing there looking at my window. He's like, like, hi. I can hi. see you. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I had to go out the back door and walk around and kill it so it didn't blow anything up. But yeah, um, oh, Minecraft. Been playing Minecraft. a lot of it. Um, I've played Mi- some Katana Dude, Zero. We missed um, Minecraft Dungeons. The E three announcement. Did Minecraft we oh, yeah, Dungeons. We didn't talk uh, about we, that. We 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 graced over it really so, shortly when we were okay. talking about everything else. But gotcha. Anyway, go on, Justin. But yeah, I'll give that a try when it comes out. Yep. Um, I, I, yeah. You know, honestly, that play- would be the Minecraft game that I. Would That's get, an acceptable one for you to play, Eugene. Um, I have been doing a lot of shopping. Um, I have bought Mextermination Force. Um, I bought Cuphead. I bought NBA 2K19 because I could. Um, and probably before the big E3 sale is over, I'm going to buy uh, digital versions of Super Mario Odyssey, um, Kirby Star Allies, which I don't have on card already, and I'm going to redeem my uh, voucher for Breath of the Wild, so I'll pretty much have all of my favorite Nintendo games on an SD card and never have to carry around game cards again. Um, but, um, yeah, pretty much all I've actually played in the past week has been Minecraft, and I've been, when I'm playing on the TV, I'm playing it on the Xbox One, and then <laughs> I pick up my Switch, bring it upstairs, sit in bed, and play it up there. <laughs> I said to Lucas I was going to trade in my PS4 for an Xbox One so I could play the better version of Minecraft. And then I realized the Xbox One doesn't do Blu-rays, and so, yeah. Well, it does yes, do Blu-rays. Does. Yeah, it does. It does? Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye, PS4. How much are you looking for? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I kind of want to play that Spider-Man game, so, you know. I'll start the bidding at $200. Do I hear two hundred dollars? <laughs> you might have to end the bidding at two hundred dollars because I <laughs> I don't know if I can justify spending two hundred dollars on anything. On I want on a, a tattoo PS, on a PS4 that's Let in me... like brand new condition with an upgraded hard drive and two controllers. 
let well, me know now, what now. let me know what GameStop will take for it, and I will let you know if I am able to match that or not. Okay. I I'm you know what I'm willing to go somewhere between what GameStop is willing to give you for it and what GameStop is willing to charge you for it. I, I think <laughs> well, we'll uh, take well, this conversation other, offline. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it, it, this is not the auction podcast. Um, it might be Lucas. It's the oh, Minecraft, right, it's the podcast. Minecraft podcast. <laughs> Lord Lucas, please tell us about the Minecraft you've been playing, and then please tell us about the other games that you've been playing. I have been playing Minecraft, Eugene. Thank you for asking. He's probably <laughs> um, playing it right now. So it's been a hot month um, since I've been on the show, and I have a surprising lack of stuff to talk about, considering I haven't really been gaming that much, to be honest. Um, I played a lot of Minecraft, obviously. Um, built a lot of things. Currently building a castle made entirely out of slime blocks. We killed an ender dragon together. It was fun. Uh, we explored End City. Um, you know, playing a lot with some of the listeners and Steve and having a good time with that. It was a good game when I was sick, because I got really sick last week, and, like, I basically didn't want to leave bed. So Minecraft was a nice kind of escape from that. Um, other than Minecraft, I haven't been playing a whole lot, guys. I picked up Sonic Racing. I've been playing that. It's fine. It's fun. It's not like Mario Kart by any means. I didn't expect it to be. It's but it's be pretty much kind of exactly what you'd expect from a Sonic Kart racer. It'll be the same for me when Crash comes out. It'll be fine. It'll be fun. It's not going to be Mario Kart. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna be like my go-to racer of choice or anything. But it's nice to have options when you get tired of playing Mario Kart for like the 80th time. Um, not that much else, really. Um, I've been playing a lot of uh, this anime fighting game that I have on the PlayStation 3. Not really worth talking about because it's such a niche game and it's only interesting to people who are fans of the series, so what's the point? But I, I played a lot of that. That was fun. But not a whole lot else. Um, not really anything else big to talk about. Oh, I put a little time into, Eugene will appreciate this, um, Shadow the Hedgehog on the GameCube. Um, mm. I, I was talking game. to my roommate about it, and she was like, "Oh, I've heard, I've heard Shadow the Hedgehog sucks." And I'm like, "Yeah, general consensus is that Shadow the Hedgehog sucks, but here's like the 20 reasons why it's awesome." <laughs> um, I think it's a better Always version of has Sonic. Has to Heroes. be the contrarian. <laughs> Sonic, Sonic, or Shadow the Hedgehog runs on the Sonic Heroes engine, and I think it's a much better game overall. Um, whereas Sonic Heroes is kind of repetitive after the first playthrough, and you have to play through it four times in order to, you know, get the true ending and everything. Um, Shadow kind of splits off into ten different paths and lets you get a bunch of different endings and stuff. It's fun choosing whether you want to be the good guy or the bad guy and choosing different missions to go through, seeing all the different stories play out. I like it a lot. So I guess screw, like, 99% of the population that says it's one of the worst Sonic games. I think it's pretty fun, man. I like it. I think, I, I think uh, you'll probably remove the words Sonic from that sentence. <laughs> I'm I'm getting I'm getting to a point where I'm realizing, and maybe it's just part of being like an adult that like has stopped caring what like the kids at the playground think. Sure, but I'm getting to I'm getting to the point where I'm realizing that like some things are just fun, and I enjoy those things for being fun. And if the rest of the world has a problem with them because they're not technically sound. And the rest of the world wants to judge them on being like a technical success. I'm good with it just being fun. Like that <laughs> that fighting game I was playing. Um, it's the sequel to a game that came out a few years prior, and a lot of people prefer the the original game to the sequel because it was a more of like a Street Fighter type game, 2D fighter. Whereas the new one was an arena over the shoulder 3D fighter. The new one didn't have local multiplayer, only online and stuff. So there's a lot of people that were complaining about those elements. What but for series me, is this? 
for me, the game is just fun. Um, it's a anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. You probably never watched. I've, or I've heard the name. It. it might be cool. from you, but um, I um, have heard of it. I'm a I'm a big fan. I've watched it. I've read all the ones that aren't out yet, but but um, I really like the game, and I like the game because it's fan servicey fun, you know. And it's it's by no means a a great game from a technical standpoint, but. I, I've put over 100 hours into it because it's a fun game. And I'm realizing that that's kind of how I game, you know? And I think that's kind of how I've always gamed, but I'm comfortable with it now. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I've been playing. And apparently I'm feeling soapboxy tonight because I keep making all these points. So <laughs> take that take what? that to the bank and cash oh. it. I don't know. There, I forgot. There was one other game that I have been playing. Um, Tell me. Hy- Hyrule Warriors. I got very discouraged with that game. Big, actually big surprise no but i i got legit frustrated because i completed another map or two i got all the my fairy skills and then i realized that i have to do challenge mode and i hate the challenge mode in that game like i was all excited so there was no achievement so i didn't have to do challenge mode and now i have to suffer through it so i actually got discouraged and i had to put that game down for a bit so have to is a bit of a stretch. No, I guess I, it's, I'm, it's, I'm it's going an to interesting. Com- I am going to hundred percent this game. Okay, so Steve, where you are right now, <laughs> you're where I was toward the end of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, like people make fun of me all the time for like, oh, you've put over three hundred hours into a game that you say is mediocre, and I'm like, yeah, but you don't get it. I had to do this, like. Yeah. I, I can't call myself a Zelda fan and not do what is arguably the longest challenge in a Zelda game, even if I don't like it. So I'm going to sit here on every podcast for five yeah. months and go Korok hunting because I need to say I did it. Well, and I, it's, and I, get, I get it. But it is, it is psychologically bizarre, yeah. right? Like it, you're, you're, well, you're playing a game and, for fun and, and you have to endure something you don't yeah. like. For the sake of I, and saying here, you've done it. And here's the deal. I say I have to do it. I have to do it. I am 445 Pika. hours into this game. It would be a Pika. waste of 445 hours to stop now. Like, at this point, there's no turning back. <clears throat> um, I think that silence says everything. Um... <laughs> I thought it was lag. Fair, fair. No, I, 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 I get it, but honestly, I think this would be a great topic for just like a general discussion thing. Like the fact that we play video games for fun, but so often we make them into these like personal challenges that we have to overcome, I, and we I, end up not even enjoying the time we're putting into them because you know. I've done it to See, a point. That's in the great thing about having ADHD is if you're not if you're not like totally into the challenge, you just like stop doing it because you can't focus on it well and there's a there's a silly point of pride for, yeah for someone like me and steve you yeah. know that mm-hmm. e- even if it's even if it's grindy and even if it's too much it's just like it feels good to say hey i'm the guy that got the yeah. korok poop you know like <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a fun thing well, even yeah. if it even if it's so stupid because it's be, it's, it's meaningless i've, I've like, had my okay the, this is this is topical because this game's actually coming out on switch but ghostbusters the video game i i have been a lifelong ghostbusters fan i i uh, grew up on the cartoon i watched the movie like hundreds of times growing up i saw the ghostbusters 2 in the theater i actually liked the the 
movie that they made a few years ago with Melissa McCarthy Me and all that. I thought that I thought that was great fun. Um, Ghostbusters the video game is like the basically the definitive Ghostbusters three, the movie they wanted to make back in the nineties but couldn't because it would have been too expensive. There is an achievement. First of all, I got every single single-player achievement in that game. And the only reason I didn't get every single achievement is because I didn't have any friends who had the game to play multiplayer with. So everybody, when it comes on the Switch, get Ghostbusters the video game. It's worthwhile. But, like, I prided myself in going through and figuring out how to do every weird-ass achievement. There's one where you have to drink from every single drinking fountain in the game. Because they're there and you can do it and so they yeah. gave it an achievement like that's the kind of like so i totally get like doing weird things for the sake of pride even though nobody else cares <laughs> yeah and i get that Justin. i did I the see. achievement in uh grand theft auto 4 where you have to fly underneath every single bridge mm. in the city i spent like an hour searching the entire city for that one bridge i hadn't flown under yet <laughs> justin i take this to a whole nother level though I spent an hour yes, watching. Do. I spent an hour <laughs> watching a video on how to build an end city, just to learn the patterns and the structure, so I could do it myself. And when when a couple, when Minecraft Lucas and, I don't and even know what that means. yeah, when Lucas, Brian, and Phantom showed up, they said, and Brian's um, yeah, they basically said that it looks legit. Like it looks like I basically ripped it out of the end and put it in the mushroom biome. Sure. Sure. Uh, I don't want to hear about what you're ripping out of your end. <laughs> you want, hey, you want your portal or not? Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, I just da, want someone to come da, visit we're me. We're done. <laughs> I was j- Lucas, had, do you have anything else that you've been playing before we close out this segment? I think that's it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I booted up Pokemon Go, but stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair. Actually, you know, I did see that you opened up Pokemon Go. I was like, Lucas caught a Pokemon today. What is that about? You didn't open my gift, but you caught a Pokemon, so. Oh. I didn't really look at my gifts, but maybe someday. <laughs> well, that was why that was why I have this fancy hat now, because I put it on in Pokemon Go, and I texted my friend, and they were like, oh, you know, you can buy that at the Pokemon store. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, oh my, my, uh... okay. <laughs> My son got a got a phone for his birthday, and so he got Pokemon Go, and so I'm friends with him, and I'm like, where did you get a Detective Pikachu t-shirt? I need one of those. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is not fair that my yeah. nine-year-old has cooler I'm hey, cooler Pika. than me. <laughs> hey, Justin, check your phone bill. You'll find out note, where Eugene, he got I'm that saying, shirt from. Pika. Yeah, check your phone bill. You'll find, check your phone bill. You'll find out where he got the shirt from. Oh no, he's he's on prepay. He can't he can't spend any money. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, so I think we made it to the end, guys. What do you think? Um, yeah. It's been a hefty show. I think that we're gonna have some um, E3 hangover next week, probably. But um, until then, we are gonna get out of here for the night. Um, E3's not even done yet. We still got like what two days left? A day left? Something yeah, like that. yeah. Still there's still Thursday. more treehouse. Yep, exactly. I, I I'm still. I'm still waiting for Nintendo to give us that one more thing type of thing, you know? Like, uh, they usually do that in their Treehouse announcement. But I digress. Pretty sure that was, pretty sure that was Breath of the Wild 2 and Banjo, but, you know. I'm still waiting for Nintendo to give us Perfect Dark on the Switch. Oh, God, you keep dreaming, dog. Well, I mean, Nintendo's been known, like, on the 11th hour to toss something. I think that's where we got the the logo Skyward for... Skyward Sword. Yeah, for Skyward yeah, Sword. Yeah, we got the teaser image for that. 
that wasn't even at E3. That was at like a press conference that they held in a hotel room or like, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like after E3. Yeah. So, but okay, I digress. Let's get out of here, kids. But before we do, we need to tell the people where they can find all the things that we are all about. And the only thing I want you guys to do, you, you right there, I'm talking to you, go to winfender.com. Um, from there, that's kind of our portal to everything that we do, right? So if you want to check out our Twitch, you can join it from there. If you want to join the Discord and talk to all the cool people like Brian and Andy Searson and all the other people that we've been talking on the show, Phantom Minus, the whole crew's there over in Discord. All you have to A do lot. is join. Mm-hmm. Um, just mute the Minecraft channel is all I ask. No. Um, other than that... Oh, um, you popped I, in the Minecraft if wanna, chat, If you want to play Rocket League... I'm calling you out on the show. <laughs> you were in the Minecraft chat one day. I wish I would have screen capped it to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at Infendo Eugene. Don't forget to also follow at Infendo on Twitter as well. Um, Justin, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at InfendoJustin. Uh, you can also find me tweeting about Disney World and Disney stuff on at Utilidork. Um, go to my InfendoJustin uh, profile and get my Switch friend code. I haven't pimped that in a while. It's also right there on the bottom of the screen, whichever side of the screen it's on for the rest of you guys, um, <laughs> if you're watching this on Twitch. Um, and if you want to play uh, Perfect Dark with me on Xbox Live, my uh, my um, gamer tag is Fear the Claw. Very nice. All right, Stephen, where can the people find you? And Minecraft, you can play Minecraft with me. Does any whenever Justin says Fear the Claw, does anybody else think of the Jim Carrey movie? I think it's Liar Liar, the Claw. Yeah, I actually kind of do. I actually always go to the Inspector Gadget villain. Oh, okay. That's kind of where yep. I got Master Claw yep. from, because yep. I'm like, I was going to do Dr. Claw, but that was taken everywhere. I'm like, Pro well, JMC are my initials, so. <laughs> anyway, um, you can find me on Twitter at Gentus1. You can always find me in the Minecraft part of the Discord. Like, I live there. That's my home away from home. Um, and that's it. All right, Detective Pikachu, you're up. Um, where can the people find you? Where ha where 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 could they have kept up with you if you they had been paying attention this last month? Well, um, some people did try to keep up with me, but I did a pretty bad job of keeping up with them, and I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, you can always find me on my website, which is chromaticue.com. You can also find me on my Twitter, which is at chromaticue. And you can find me in Infendo's Discord, because a couple of our lovely listeners were kind enough to request that I have a page open there. So I've been posting some updates there about when I'm live streaming. Um, I've, I've lied a couple of times. I've said I was going to be live streaming, and then I didn't. Um, we are now back on the show, which means we are also now committed to our social obligations. I have a pressing, burning desire deep inside my heart to finish this game in the next year, mostly because I really want to start working on another game, and I can't do that until I'm done with this one, so I'm going to be working my butt off for the next year to try to have this out before I turn 29. So that's awesome. that's what's that's what's going to be happening. We are going to be streaming again tomorrow night at the usual time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard. I would love it if you would join me. We're going to be finishing up a boss battle. And uh, once that's done, we will move on to bigger and better things. So 
Let's do that together tomorrow night. If anybody's around, hit me up. Um, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash chromatic So chromatic underscore hue. Easiest way to do that is honestly to just go to the website and click on the Twitch link at the bottom of the homepage. Sometimes I forget my own Twitch link, so do that. Be a part of the experience. Let's make a game together. Okay, I'm done. Twitch, Twitch plays Pokemon. No, Twitch play. I don't know what I'm going with this. Anyways, let's get out of here, kids. We are going to see y'all next week after we've collected ourselves and, you know, it's not E3 anymore next week, so we should have all of the like last minute information for y'all so stay tuned for that so all right for infendo radio my name is eugene and we are out of here goodbye peace bye bye oh Oh, it's been too long a producer's like a director who doesn't have to get out of his chair you want to be a producer head on over to patreon.com slash infendo radio for 20 bucks a month you can put that on your resume